Sorry to put you on the spot, but your best friend, Brother Joe, told me to. Is it on? It's on, okay. So good to be back. I really enjoyed the service this morning. And uh, I learned something new. He said patience was not mentioned in the Old Testament. And now it kind of shows you that you need the Holy Spirit in your life to have patience. Patience with God, patience with your family, patience with your job, patience with different things. And that's such a revelation because... You know, you think in the Old Testament, there's so much killing. Maybe people didn't have much patience with each other, but the Holy Spirit really tempers all of that. So let him come into your heart tonight, you know. There's just a song here we're going to sing, and then I'll probably sing a praise chorus after. But it's just, in everything, give thanks. Whatever's going on in your life, just give thanks. This is key. You can sing the chorus with us when you sing. When you're up against a wall And your mountain seems so tall And you realize life's not always fair You can run away and hide Let the old man decide or you can change your circumstances with a prayer. When everything falls apart, praise His name, praise His name. When you have a broken heart, raise your hands and say, raise your hands and say, Lord, you're all I need. You're everything to me. You're everything to me. And he'll take the pain. And he'll take the pain away. When it seems you're all alone. When it seems you're all alone. Praise his name. Praise his name. When you feel you can go out. Just raise your hands. Just raise your hands and say. Greater is he. Greater is He that is within me, and you praise the hurt away. If you just praise His name, you can overcome. By the blood of the Lamb, by the word, by the word of your testimony, you see the darkness go as your faith begins to grow. You're not alone, so how can you be lonely? Everything falls apart. 
praise His name when you have a broken heart. Raise your hands and say, Lord, you're all I need. Lord, you're all I need. You're everything to me. And you take the pain away. When it seems you're all alone. His name when you feel you can go on. Raise your hands, just raise your hands and say, Greater, greater is He that is within me, and you'll praise the hurt away. Greater is He. Sing that with us one more time. Greater is He, greater is He that is within me. You'll praise the hurt away. You'll praise the hurt away. If you just praise, if you just praise His name. And sing this with us. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace, for the grace that you have given us. Though I can't repay from my heart, I'd like to say that I. Thank you. You have something to thank him for. Sing thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for the grace, for the grace that you have given us. Though I can't repay from my heart, I'd like to say, that I thank you, though I can't repay, though I can't repay from my heart, I'd like to say, I thank you. Appreciate that, brother. Sister Ramson, God bless you all. Wonderful anointing in that music. Amen. Praise the Lord. We appreciate the gifts of the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Jonas, you want to help us take up our offering? Amen. Then we're going to have my wife come sing us a special. All the ministers and the pastors and the women in the church. Amen. My wife is getting ready to come. Let's just sing, take up your cross and follow Jesus as they sing. Kiev. Take 
take up your cross and follow Jesus. Take up your cross every day. Don't be ashamed to say that you know cross and follow him. One more time. Take up your cross. Oh, take up your cross and follow Jesus. Take up your cross every day. Just count the cost. Oh, count the cost. Take up your cross and follow Him.
Good job, Zoe. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many can say that he's been faithful? Praise the Lord. He's always faithful. Praise the Lord Jesus. Let's stand to our feet. Are you ready for the word? Amen. Thank you for all the specials. Thank you for everyone exercising the gifts of God. Now we're ready for the word. Amen. So let's just sing. Let's sing. Uh, let's sing Born, Born, Born Again. And... Uh, As we're getting ready to prepare. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. Born, born, born again. Thank God I'm born again. I'm born of the water and the spirit and the blood. Spirit and the blood, thank God I'm born again. I'm born of the water and the spirit and the blood, thank God I'm born again. So goodbye, world. I'll stay no longer with you. Goodbye, pleasures of sin. I'll stay no longer with you. I've made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. I made up my mind to go God's way the
to go God's way the rest of my Say life. Say it one more time. Give it to the devil. So goodbye, world. Oh, I'll stay no longer with you. Goodbye, pleasures. I'm saying I'll stay no longer with you. I've made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way the rest of my life. Amen. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, devil. Goodbye, sin. Goodbye. If you love it here, you stay here. I'm leaving. We got to get out of here. There's a lot of things that I do like about this world. Very few. But there's a whole lot I don't like about it. Amen? Because there's something called time. Remember, we're creatures of eternity. Supposed to be. Well, we are trapped in time. And we got to be here for a little while. We got we to gotta live down here and, and, and show God to the people. Amen? And then when he comes, he's coming through me and you. He's coming through his bride. There's no physical coming on the earth. We come back with him in the millennium. We do not come, he does not come back here. Praise God for a prophet that told us that, you know, 30, 40 days, you're going to hang around here on the earth, be in glorified bodies. You're going to see who made it and who didn't. He said, then we're going to go up in the sky and then we're going to put everything we got to praising God. Goodbye, world. Goodbye. Goodbye, devil. Because he's not going where we're going. He is not going. That's one the devil. I tell him at work all the time. I said, I'm going to do something the devil will never do. I said, I'm fixing to leave y'all. <laughs> they look at you a little strange. But uh, that's the way it is. And the devil don't bother y'all. I'm sorry. Am I preaching in the right place? Am I here in the right? Okay. The devil bothers y'all. Okay. All right. Didn't know if he'd, he's just on me or what. But all of you? All right. Well, let's preach him out of here then. Remember, what do we want? We want the devil to be uncomfortable in this building. So uncomfortable that he what? Leaves this place. All right? We want to make him so uncomfortable. We don't want to make you all so uncomfortable that you fall asleep. But we want to make him so uncomfortable that he leaves this building. <clears throat> Let's remember Brother Luis will be speaking for us Wednesday. Brother Willie Smiley will be here April the 30th, which will be next Sunday. be two normal, regular services. And um, then on May the 7th, we will have a vow renewal and a baptismal service after. Uh, right, we'll be part of the second service. Okay? Everybody with me on that? <clears throat> and then we will have on May the 20th. No, May the 13th, we'll have prayer service at 5 o'clock. Bible study from 6 to 8. And then on the 20th, we'll have our youth service at 3 o'clock. Brother William Borlevine will be with us for the weekend. We'll have one service on Sunday. It'll be a regular, normal service on Sunday. The service on Saturday is catered to the youth and uh, give them a time of fellowship. And we'll feed them and uh, have games and prizes and different things. And and um, we'll, give them, uh, we'll give them all Chick-fil-A gift cards, but you can't you, only on Sunday. Some will get it, some won't. <laughs> but 
That's what I told them all last time. They all looked at me strange. I said, we're giving you all a bunch of gift cards, but you can use them at Chick-fil-A. They said, oh, good. I said, only on Sunday. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good to see you. How's your preaching going? You got a congregation? You get you some deacons and elders? This brother's preaching in school. One more time. This brother's preaching in school. How many of y'all are preaching in your? Well, never mind. Make us ashamed of ourselves, buddy. Make us ashamed of ourselves. Amen. Stand up for the gospel. I'll, bring, I'll promise you one thing. God will stand up for you. We stand up for this word and don't shy away from it. God will stand up for us. He said, I'll be with you even in you. Go in those young men, those young sisters. Take it to the school because you know what? There is no God in that school except the devil. Amen? I mean, that's just, just this whole world, people shooting each other and good grief. But but you know what? We know it's coming and it's here. Amen? <clears throat> This is all, uh, um, you know, it's all in, in, Brother Brown said, you know, about taking our guns away and all these different things. And you see all now that, that shooting's going on. And I did not know this, but there, there's been like a hundred and something mass shootings in the world since the first of the year. And we're only in April. A mass shooting is like, you know, it's over three people or something like that or two. But hundred and something, hundred and something mass shootings. Listen, they don't know how to control themselves because they don't have anything inside of them to control them. So they're just doing, they're just acting the way that their daddy acts. So let's act the way our daddy acts. Amen? <clears throat> let's bow our heads. I think we got all that done. Just remember these things coming up. Uh, June will be Father's Day. We'll have our fishing trip there. And July, the first weekend in July, we'll have our July meetings. Uh, July 1st and 2nd, Brother uh, Jewel Forney and Brother... Uh, Mike Oltig will be with us that weekend. So just keep those things a little bit further down the road. Also, cooking classes, sewing classes. Talk to Sister June about that if y'all would like to do that. You set all that all that up, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. You give us another breath. You give us another time to speak, Lord. As many people would love to speak in front of kings and many large congregations, very important people, people of the world, uh, you baseball, football stars, uh, rock stars, country stars. Everybody would like to speak to all those and them speak to us. But, Lord, today, let the eternal one speak to us. And speak to a group of people that this world does not understand. This world, Lord, when you were walking here, they did not understand you either. They ridiculed you. They reviled you. They called you every name in the book except their Savior. Well, Father, today let us magnify you in front of the people. We call you our Savior, our healer our Redeemer, our husband, our father. Lord, all the great attributes winds up into one person, and that person has been made flesh. And now, because of that, according to St. John 17, you said, Father, that we may be one as you and I are one. Lord, I pray that we'll come closer today. 
that we'll be more into this perfect image that you've already seen, Lord, by foreknowledge, that somebody did come to it. And, Lord, it's our choice to decide whether we want to do that or not. Father, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses. Be with us, Lord, and be in the first day of the week. We've got Monday coming up, Tuesday, all the different things. Lord, I pray that you'd be with each one, be with the ones that are here that need to travel back home. I pray that you'd be with them, give them traveling mercy. Be with the ones that are sick too, Lord. Be with the bride around the world, especially, Lord, be with the missionaries that are in the foreign fields doing their work, Lord. And we, we, we thank you, Father, that we're able to be acquainted with them and be able to support some. Father, we'll never know until we get to the other side what an impact this church has had to the world. And, Lord, thank you for a group of young men and young sisters and older men and older sisters that have taken the reins of the church, Lord, and, and, and been able to use technology and all the different things to get this message out from this little building here. Father, I pray that you'd strengthen them and give them supernatural knowledge, Lord, to help each one, Father. We're a needy people. We need you, Lord. We need you to come and speak to us today. So, Father, I pray that you'd do that. And we honor your great name, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Part 104, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And that Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The world didn't see that, did they? The world saw Him as Beelzebub. The world saw Him as an instigator and, a, and all these different things. But today... By our faith, we see he's our savior. He's our healer. He's our redeemer. And now he doesn't reside somewhere else. He resides inside of you by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. An intimate relationship, a divine romance that we're coming to more and more, that we're not going to be separated from him ever again when we go to our future home. What a great thing. That we just have a little time down here that he give us to learn more about him. And then we go there and we've got an eternity to learn more about him. We'll never, ever quit learning about our Lord. Second Peter 1, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. You may be seated in the Lord as blessing. We'll continue. A little bit as we were this morning. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 3.16. It says, when Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up into glory. That just pretty much took his whole life. That every, every bit of that. So without controversy, we know, or without dispute, we know, as we were talking this morning, we know the mystery of God. One mystery. And what is that great mystery, though? It's not Jesus 2,000 years ago. It's not Jesus in the last church age. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And what we want to do is we've got a theme here at our church, and what we've been saying since the first of the, uh, of the year, whatever you got inside of you, let it out. If it's good, let it out and show others. If it's bad, get it out so God can get in. 
But we need to let out and listen. Raise your hands more. Shout more. That's what you need to let out. Because this great plan of redemption, listen, there's no greater plan. There's plans. There's all kinds of things that, uh, uh, you know, you got um, uh, the Zuckerbergs and all those that started with Facebook and just a little something on his computer. Now he's a multi-billionaire. And everybody's on Facebook, except for my mom and daddy and brother Donnie. And some of us troll. We look over our wife's shoulder. Don't we have secret sinners? Just be careful. Uh, I'm one. <laughs> but you know what? We, we like information, though. We're just, just as an information age. Everybody likes information. Uh, you know, kind of borderlines on gossip, but you're pretty close. But, but we see that Zuckerberg, though, had a plan, though. And I don't think, though, his plan was to go global or to go worldwide and for it just to be a multi-billion dollar company. I just can't understand in the end time. Let me tell you how fooled we are. Now, this ain't got nothing to do with it. I'm going in this direction right now. But you take somebody like Henry Ford. Now, Henry Ford in the early 1900s put together a Model A or Model T. What do you do first, A or T? T? Because the frame looked like a T. Well, what happened was he could put all that together like we do a puzzle, and he could sell it to the masses of people. All right? Well, that was a good in service, right? There was a hard, uh, there was a plant. My dad used to work at General Motors, 100 acres underneath the roof. It took you forever to get from one end to the other because we'd have open houses and we'd get to go see them. <clears throat> but Henry Ford built a, he bought a piece of property, and he put a plant there, and he put people to work there, and he produced a good and sold it to the people, and you can see that with your eye. You tell me how Facebook got sold for over a billion dollars, and it ain't nothing but something on your computer. Have you not thought about that? Google, all these different things. There is no hard something that you're going to take and sell a service to somebody, get some money for it, take it back, and have this, you know, this factory. You see how the mind is now? You know how Satan's got in the mind of people? You're buying something you can't even see. You're buying something you can't even see. Show me where Facebook produces all this. No. Same way with the devil. That's what he's doing. He's throwing all these things in, the, and we have it has no substance. Remember, hell has no foundation. Hell has no bottom to it. I mean, it just keeps going. So that's what Facebook and all that is based on. The world is based on something. They're selling you something you can't see. You can't. It's not tangible. You can't get in it and drive it. It's just out here in the air somewhere. And if y'all didn't know it, the government sells airtime. Did y'all know that? Since I work for the federal government, I know that. They sell airtime. What is that? Is it like this much going through the building like this? I mean, what? So you're, you're selling something you don't even, you can't, it's not tangible. But you and I, folks, let me tell you something. When you get to baptism of the Holy Ghost, you might not be able to have a hard copy, but you got a copy inside of you. And that copy inside of you does what? It's a good and a service that you give to somebody else. They say, oh, you're full. Yeah, some of you, we're all full of it sometimes. But I want to be full of God. So full of God that he bursts out and it gets on somebody else. And he gets on your neighbor and it gets on your co-workers and it gets on the people driving down the road even. Let's look at this real quick because we're going to talk about this for a minute. 
And, and this comes from a question that, that came up maybe a couple of weeks ago, and I, uh, where that somebody online said that uh, you know that that free moral agency and the message, in other words, was out. We just don't believe in free moral agency. Uh, you were this predestinated. Uh, you you always were an eagle. I believe that. But what are you going to do about where Brother Brown says you always were wheat? But I've got about 16 quotes back there that Brother Brown said you were a cucklebur. Is that prophet that confused? We are confused if there's any confusion. It's us. Because I believe he believed in old-fashioned repentance. He believed in old-fashioned, snot-slinging repentance at the altar. Amen? Get an experience with God, not just come and sit in the church and say, well, I must be all right because I believe that Brother Branham was a prophet. The devil believes that. Remember the Bible says the devil believes in one God and trembles. The world believes in three. Romans 8, 28, I kind of broke this down a little bit. Let's look at this just for a second. You may think it has nothing to do with this, but it really does. Because listen, there's a group of people that he saw come to a stature. Or he'd have never put it in the Bible to come to the perfecting of the saints. All right? By the fivefold ministry. By a live God in human flesh speaking to you. All right? For whom he did what? Number one, for no. All right? Foreknow means to have knowledge before it happens. Only God can do that. He can see all down your life in just a split second. He can see actually several billion people's lives in just a split second because we don't understand God. But those he did, who he did, one, foreknow. What did he do then? Then he did predestinate them. Everybody with me there? To be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did what? Number two, go back to number two, the ones he did predestinate. In other words, the ones he foreknew that he saw, then he predetermined a place for us to be. I don't mean a place, Lula, or I'm talking about your place, where you're at. Them also he what? Called, number three. And whom he called, he justified, number four. And whom he justified, he glorified. Oh, thank God for G-R-A-C-E. Thank God for those five moves of God in your life. He foreknew you. He predestinated you. He called you. He justified you. And if he's justified you, remember he can't change his mind. He's already glorified you. What grace. Grace, amazing grace. So foreknowledge, Brother Brown now explains it, looks back and says that he foresaw this and knows that's the reason he could tell what was the end from the beginning. Everybody with me? And therefore knowing that all these marvelous days that we're living in now and to stand and witness, like I said before, to be pressurized, to be able to stand this, to be able to overcome this, Laodicea, this, the darkest age it ever was. He puts you in it for a purpose. Amen. To make it. Not to fail. God's never failed. You and I fail all the time, but God doesn't. Now listen, what we need to do, like Brother Ernie said, plug ourselves into that. Plug yourself into that. We're plugged into the eternal if we're born again today. Now let's plug ourselves into these virtues and let's start letting God live through our life. All these marvelous days that we're living in to stand and witness 
See, we're witnessing what Brother Branham for for, for from 1930-something, 40-something to, to 1965 when God took him off the scene, he prophesied. He was a prophet. He said, this is coming. This is coming. That's coming. This is going to show up. That's going to show up. This is where the Antichrist. Do you have a problem knowing where the Antichrist is? The world is guessing. They think it's the number 666. They think it's Zuckerberg. Or they think it's, it's always rich people. It's always rich people. Either Bill Gates or his wife or somebody's a, you know, or Bezo. He's the, he's the Antichrist because he's got your money. And he's a multi-billionaire. They ain't got one thing to do with it. The Antichrist is unbelieving God's word. Not believing the word of God. But it's all going to head into a person, though. But praise God, you and I are not going to be here according to what the prophet tells us. All right? So, see, we can praise God for that, that we don't have to go looking for an antichrist. We don't have to know when he's going to show up. He's already here. Amen? Everybody with me? So, now, look, he witnessed these things, and God had to make a preparation for it. So, he made a way for all of us to get right here where we're at tonight. But now, let me ask you a question. As some are saying in the message of the hour, that we came here with this eternal seed, and there was no way we could, we, we just never sinned. I'm with you to a degree, but watch this right here. Let's listen to what a prophet said. Impersonation of Christianity. That's a good one to listen to. Now, how can that come about? If God made us, look, if God made us what we are without us having any knowledge of what was going on. Let's talk about this morning. What? Listen to his verbiage. Listen to what he's saying. If God made me a man and put me up at my right age before our death set in, foreknowledge, at about 23 years old, I was strong and healthy. And if Satan didn't interfere, didn't interfere, he tried to cripple me. Remember, he shot his legs off and all that stuff and shoot me down, many things. <clears throat> but God seen so in you when you were young and when you were pretty, you women just got old, and you men who were young and strong and healthy. How you enjoyed being a man and your little companion. If God did that without you having any say into it, you said, make me thus. Who'd take any thought could add one cubit to his stature? But if he made you thus without you having anything to say. Now, if you stopped right there, you could see where Brother Brown would, or people would say that God pulled you through a tube because he saw that was it and he said, well, it's going to be. But watch, continue on. Let's listen. Without you having anything to say, how much more can he, through his beauty, brooding, give you a choice? And you're on the basis of free moral agency. You can turn this down or you can accept it. Uh, Everybody believe Brother Brown was a prophet? Uh, Some of you don't. don't. There's a church over there if you need to go to it. I believe that prophet, folks. I'm telling you, people have lambasted him and shot him down. I believe Brother Ram was a prophet of God. Amen? And I believe his voice is what's going to either take us in the rapture or condemn us at the day of judgment. You've got to choose which one. To turn it down is to be lost. Oh, choice. And remain potash, calcium, petroleum. But to accept it and have a new heart, a new spirit, and his spirit, Part of the Logos in you controlling your emotions. And when he coos through his word, you coo back and answer to him. I got one down here. I want you to hold on to your britches. You you, you just wait. Way back before there was a light on the earth, our bodies laid in the dust. Amen. Sure. We are made 
from the dust out of the potash, calcium, petroleum, and cosmic light. God sent forth the great Holy Spirit to brood over the earth. And as he brewed, the little flowers began to come up, and the birds flew out, animals came from the earth. And then come a man. But look, and he sinned and separated himself from the fellowship of his God. So whatever that God had right here, man broke the covenant, so now it's down here. That's why God couldn't swear by no greater. He swore by himself. I'm going to do this plan. I made this plan. I'm going to see it through. I can't depend on this guy to do it. Everybody with me? But where do we put our dependency, Brother Brown said? Back on this guy. The one that said, I'll do it. Now look. And because of this horrible thing, he was commanded by God to return back to the dust of the earth. Oh, Lord God, we are so glad that before he returns, you have, a prom- you have promised a redeemer. And today, since he has come and sent forth the Holy Spirit again, and now he's still brooding over the dust, our bodies. And if he raised me and brought me to what I am now without having a choice. Now, you go, whoa, wait a minute, Brother Brown. We know what he's bringing the human guy here. Human guy, dust. Your soul is not dust. It's your body. And if he raised me and brought me to what I am now without having a choice, how much more will he raise us from the dust of the earth after we've made a choice? After we've made a choice. And he has brewed to us, and we brewed back to him. That divine romance I was talking about this morning. We love him. Now, this one right here, I want you to hold on to your britches. You ready? Oh, not this one. Then, oh, yes, it is. Here we go. You ready? 1959. Brother Brown was still coherent. He still knew what he was talking about. Okie dokie. It's before the seals, but we're good. Lord Jesus. Just as Eliezer watched that sign on the girl, you'll have to watch the sign of the church because Jesus did said. I don't care what man said. I know men say those days of miracles is past. All this stuff is gone past and gone by. No more. Now, you've got to make a choice. Jesus said, let every man's word be a lie and mine be the truth. Now, you've got to make up your mind. I'm holding that bottom part. You've got to make a choice. And this may be your last time to make a choice. Tomorrow may be too late. Watch this. God might have chose you to eternal life. But if you don't make up your mind and accept it, somebody else will take your place. Yeah, but I was just great. Yeah, in the mind of God, we, we have never been not great. In the mind of God, the Genesis one twenty six man never fell. Because that's our typos. That's what the Holy Ghost is. It's, it's our theophany. It's, the, it's God in us by the Holy Ghost. All right? But God might have chose you to eternal life. Let me read that one more time. I want you to make sure I'm going to leave it up there so it'll burn. But if you don't make up your mind and accept it, somebody else will take your place. I didn't make that up. If you want to read it, go back to 1959, 418. A time of decision, Los Angeles, California. That's what the prophet of God said. 
to me, when I saw that, man, that just, that just, made, it just nailed, put the nail in the coffin, as the old saying says. You have a choice. If you don't want eternal life, God's going to give it to somebody who does. But remember, go back to foreknowledge. He foreknew who would and who wouldn't. Therefore, he could predetermine. And put it in your path. Put it in your path to make a decision. Now, back part of God's mind. Let's go back into there now. We've got to go back into the back part of God's mind. There was something he was trying and going to achieve. And he had a motive in doing it in order to let him be expressed. And we remember this morning. Who is he expressed through? He's expressed through us. All right? He's expressed through us. 1 Corinthians 1, 7. So that you come behind and no give waiting for the coming of our Lord. Who shall also confirm you unto the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Know you not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters. We're going to read about this same group in just a minute. That's why I'm reading it now. We're going to read another scripture that talks about this same group of people. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, effeminate, abusers of themselves and mankind. If you want to look all of them up, that's not your Sunday school teachers and preachers. Nor thieves, nor covetous. It is now, once you get born again. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Philippians 2.15, that you may be blameless. Now, wait a minute. There's a lot of blame right there in verse 9 and 10. A lot of blame in verse 9 and 10. But he washes it all away in verse 11. Everybody with me? Thank God for grace. Amen. I'll claim grace. I told y'all the other day, and I'll tell you again for some of our friends that are here that hadn't heard. Listen, if you have not had grace extended to you, you can't extend grace to somebody else. You'll be a law abider. You'll be somebody that looks and, and condemns until you get grace. You get grace in your heart, it'll soften you up. It'll make you realize what Brother Bram say. When we get to Brother Kindness, one of my favorite quotes, he said, Put yourself in that brother's place. Put yourself in that brother's shoes or that sister's shoes. That's why I told you, here we go with a life lesson again. This may be for the ones in Macon. So, <laughs> if you go to a restaurant, don't give the waitress a hard time. You just don't know. You don't know what she's going through. You don't know what he's going through. Be kind to people. Well, they got to be kind. That's not what the Bible says. The Bible didn't say, because I'm kind to you, you got to be kind to me or vice versa. Uh-uh. Brotherly kindness is loving somebody that hates you. Hates you. It's easy to love somebody that loves you. But somebody that totally despises you, you love them. And you love them with the love of the Lord. Why? Because you want to see them saved. I want to see those people saved. And I give them all a 20% tip. You can do whatever you want to. But I tip them because that's their wages. And you know what? If they're not having a good day, guess what? If you were living off of that and you had a bad day, would you want somebody to take your wages away from you? Just go, just one bad day. Just a bad day. All right, that's life lesson number 345. So patience. It's not in the Old Testament. Moses didn't have patience. Sure, he might have had a little bit. But patience... Lack of it's what got him in trouble. Remember, he smote the rock 
instead of speaking to the rock. He said, you what, bunch of rebels? You can see the fire in his eyes. But in the New Testament, through the filter of the Holy Ghost, it gives you patience. The Bible says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. We'll read that in just a minute. We'll get to it. All right, Statue of Perfect Man. Let's just keep going. You're beginning to reflect the works of Christ. In other words, we're getting on up here a little bit further. We're getting up to patience. So many of us try to do the works of Christ before the reflection of Christ is in us. Listen, we always see that. We always see people that, like Dad always says, somebody burn the candle at both ends. You know, house on fire on a windy day. They come up here and they sit on the front row, and all they do is they're doing this the whole service. Where are they? Six months later, they're out the door. Well, what'd they get? They just got happy. I wish some of you might try that. It might work. But don't leave. But Brother Ram says, look, we find those things happen. You know, I know. We see these stumbles along the road. We find scrap heaps of ministers. I mean, these are true people. This is not just the scum of the earth. Ministers, Christians piled along the road is because they don't go into it right. In other words, what? They got ahead of what? The plan. All right. And that's why I'm here this morning is to try to teach this little church and myself. What a humble man. There stood a prophet trying to teach the people, knowing he already had these virtues because he couldn't have them and not teach them to the people. And he said, and myself. And I believe he believed that too. All right, statue of perfect man. Patience with what? Patience with God. Let's continue on. I won't try to get to godliness if we can. We should have patience with one another, like I'm trying to get this message over to Tabernacle. See that each member of the Tabernacle become this, and that's capital T-H- so it's got to be he's pointing at the statue of perfect man. It's hard to do. I've tried to have patience this 33 years. See, have patience. Women still bob their hair, still just the same. Wait, have to. If you ain't got it, don't try to build on it down here. Have patience. Matthew 10, verse 22. He shall be, you shall be hated of all men, but he that endureth to the end. Patience wins the race. Tortoise in the hair. Who always wins? The tortoise. Every book I've read, the tortoise always wins. Doesn't matter if they come out in 12 different volumes and in another language. The tortoise always wins. All right? Slow and steady wins the race. But he that endureth to the end shall be saved. Endureth is what? To remain, abide. Not flee when first thing happens or first thing doesn't go right and and, you know, we talk about the um, in, in Matthew where uh, Jesus talks about the sower of the seed. Some seed, they're, oh, they're just in good ground and it's growing up really good. And all of a sudden, what? The cares of the world chokes them out. Sun shines. They have a hard day at work or they have a hard week at work. Or they're having trouble at home or they're having trouble with their parents or having trouble. I'm talking about kids too. First thing we do is what? Flee or fight. What is it? Fight or flee? Fight or flight? Let's fight. Don't fight who you're trying to fight. Let's fight the devil. The devil's the one that's doing it, not your parents or your mama or your daddy or, or your brother or sister or your husband or wife. It's the devil that we don't like. I like what, brother, uh, we always were at youth camp there in Alabama with brother um, Homer Longora, where brother Gary was always the one that he'd stand up and he'd tell us on Friday night. He said, look, he said, you guys, we trust. The devil, we don't. All right? So that's the same way. But look, 
Remain, abide. Listen, sit still. Look right there on that beam right above, right there. You can see it and I can't. What does it say? Be still. Be still and know that I am God. And the word end is the end which all things were laid, the aim or the purpose. In other words, this plan has an end to it. Oh, yeah, it does. We don't need redemption when we get to heaven. We need it to get there. That's the race. That's the run. That's the patience. That's the virtue, knowledge, temperance, and all that. So let's talk about godliness here for a minute. For a minute. Godliness is reverence, respect, piety towards God. Godliness. For people shall be lovers, Second Timothy. Now, there's a form of godliness we'll talk about in just a minute. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. This is that same group that I was talking about that he was talking over in Corinthians. This is basically the same group. Pretty much the same words. Lovers of their own selves. Selfie sticks. Wow. That guy made a fortune off of that. Stupid selfie stick. Uh, Whatever. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Boy, we see that now. Truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness. Form of godliness. Everybody with me? But denying the power thereof. Remember, power without character is what? Satanic. From such, turn away. For of this sort of they which creep into houses lead silly women. Churches laden with sins lead them away with divers' lust. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Let's go back. Read First Timothy again. I'm trying to hurry through this and then we'll get to our thought. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on the world, received up into glory. Look what Brother Bram says. Look. So you're moving right on up now. We're way on up the line. Fifthly, add godliness. Oh, my. Godliness to be added. What does godliness mean? I looked in four or five dictionaries and couldn't find what it meant. Finally, I was down to Brother Jeffries there. We found it in a dictionary. Godliness means to be like God. Brother Brown, what's the change? Just a change. He's pretty much telling, you know, he don't, he don't elaborate a lot. To be like God after you've got, but look, you got to be like God after you get faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, then be like God. You can't be like God like you need to be down at virtue because that's trying to figure out what's going on strength wise. And then you got knowledge and all those. It's exactly where it's supposed to be. Brother Branham, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. Let me read you a few scriptures. Matthew 5, 48. What does it say? You're God's. Why? All the virtue, all the things that's in God is in you. Do we believe that? Jesus speaking in the Beatitudes. Be therefore P-E-R-F-E-C-T. What's that? Perfect. Even as your Father in heaven is perfect. You get way up here now before you're asked to do that. All these things has to be added first. And then when you get up here, he's asked you now to be perfect. Godliness, sons and daughters of God. That's right. How many things I could say along that line? Then he goes to Ephesians 4 and tells us how to get perfect. 
Here's part of the plan. I kind of took it out of that. It was in this morning. But you know what Ephesians 4 is. He gave some apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists for the what? For the perfecting of the saints, for the edifying of the body, till we all come what? To the unity of the faith. Invisible union, Brother Brown says, a man that's born of God, a son of God, has to have the nature of God. So this is a have to. This is required curriculum. All right? To graduate, you got to have this. And we'll get into that maybe the next service. I want to break down and you say, well, why are these so important? Without these, number one, you can't come to adoption. All right? Without these, you can't come to adoption. I'm sorry. Okay? And then you see up there where it says Holy Spirit. That brings in an anointing that's a little bit different than the one you got at the new birth. Stronger, you might say. All right? God can use you better. He can't use you when you're a babbling baby. No, you're just trying to figure out how to walk. You're trying to figure out how to talk. Now we've grown up. Supposed to. He has to be like God. He honors God. He's part of the word of God. And in this last days of this bride taking form, just exactly, look, just exactly the same power that he was at the beginning. Do you believe that? Have we come to the faith that was once delivered to the saints 2,000 years ago? They had these virtues working in their life. That little tug, little nod has come up through these organizations and so forth and come out for the bride. He can't be nothing else but that. 1 Timothy 6, 3 said, If any man teach otherwise and consent not to wholesome words, even the words of our Lord Jesus, and to the doctrine, there is a doctrine of godliness. Listen, folks, without the message of the hour, can't have it. You tell me how they're going to teach us godliness when they believe in three. And once saved, always saved. And it's all right to do this. It's all right to do that. You ain't perfect. How many of you have witnessed to people and you start telling them about your hair and your dress and you start telling them how I don't smoke anymore, I don't curse anymore. They say, well, you ain't perfect and I ain't perfect. So they just keep going on smoking their cigarettes thinking that they're born again. All right, is everybody with me? So there's a doctrine according to godliness, and it was a doctrine that the prophet of God brought us. He is proud, knowing nothing, but doting about questions and strife of words thereof. Whereof cometh envy, strife, railing, evil surmising. Here's these same people again. Perverse disputing of men of corrupt minds and the destitute of the truth. Supposing that gain is godliness. Oh, prosperity. Man. If you can get an Escalade, you got the Holy Ghost. And if you get the Escalade with all the package, you adopt it. Yeah. No, you just in a lot of debt. And it don't drive no different than a regular car does. Until you maybe take it to the parts store and have to buy parts for it. Everybody with me say amen. Okay. Some of y'all that are asleep. Look, look, from such, withdraw yourself. Withdraw yourself from that. But godliness 
with contentment. Wow, it's great game. For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain Zuckerberg is not going to carry anything out. And if he ain't born again, you know where he's going. If you ain't got the new birth, guess where you're going. Okay? For we brought nothing, and it's certain we carry nothing out. That word, contentment. Have you ever seen a baby? I saw, I got a, a customer that she just had a newborn, and, and uh, she's got two other kids. And, and man, them two kids are just, I mean, they're a riot. They come out to the mailbox, and they're just, you know, I mean, they're 90 miles an hour. But she just had a new baby, and she's got one of them things that the baby, you know, stays right here. You put them down in the bag, kind of like a kangaroo sack. And you know what? She's talking to me, and that baby, you know, every time she moves, that baby's like this. I said, is that baby okay? She said, oh, he just ate. He's content because he's got his mama. Well, that to me, listen, we can be that in God. Can you have that much contentment with your personal experience with the Lord that you can lay yourself on his chest and say, feed me. Hold me when I need holding. Come on, somebody. Feed me. Give me something. You are my sustainer at this time. I'm a baby. I need you, Lord. Pile it on. Give me the Gerbers, but give me some of that good milk. Hey, man, it's okay to drink milk. It's all right. Don't get all upset. We do eat meat, but that kid, if you fed that three-month-old baby meat, what would happen? Choke it to death and kill it. Amen? Same thing with the gospel. You don't shove meat down a baby's throat. But now when you get older, Texas Roadhouse, here we come. Hmm. Longhorn? Well, I don't like Longhorn much. I'm content at Texas Roadhouse. Y'all know where I'm not content at. But contentment is sufficiency. Look, a perfect condition of life. You say, how can I be perfect? Listen, who causes most of our problems? Would you take your hand and do this right here and do this right here? Don't point at me. Point at yourself. Some of y'all get by with that. But I'm my worst enemy. I don't know about y'all. But a perfect condition of life in which no aid or support is needed. We were just talking about needing support and needing. Now he's talking about you can get to a place to where you can be content. Godliness with contentment is great gain. A perfect condition of life in which no aid or support is needed. Sufficiency of the necessities of life. A mind contented with its lot. Can we do that? What did John tell those soldiers? I told you about last Sunday. What did John tell those soldiers? He said, be content with your wages. Don't be sitting over squabbling and arguing about stuff. I hear some of y'all, you, you'll quit a job for $10 a week. Difference in pay. You better weigh the cost, the whole cost. Life lesson 375. 2 Timothy 3.1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. They're here. They're here. We have arrived. For men shall be lovers of their own self. Now, this is them same people that we talked about here a few minutes ago. 
Let's go on down here because I don't want to read them again. Having a form of godliness. So here's the form. Let's look at this real quick. Because you know what? I was thinking about it yesterday. Satan has his own perfect statue of a perfect man. Come on, there's twins in every revival. If if you've got if if God's got a place for us to come to, Satan's working on his too. Does he not want power? Does he not want knowledge? He's part, he is the knowledge of the tree of good, of good and evil. Yeah, he's got a temper. He just don't want to get rid of it. Now watch. Let's see this people, though, that have it a form of godliness. Brother Ram said, anointed ones at the end time. In other words, if he wanted to break it down so we would be more or less understand it better, he would say in the last days, there shall rise false anointed ones. He's talking about false Christ. Now, that seems almost impossible. See the terms of anointed. But notice the very next words, and false prophets, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-S, plural. Now, anointed one is one with a message. And the only way the message can be brought out is by one that's anointed. Makes sense. And that would be a prophet anointed. Now watch him as he carries on down. He's in anointed ones. There shall arise false anointed teachers. A form of godliness. Able to preach this message maybe 20, 30 years and then all of a sudden say it's worthless. A prophet teaches what his message is. Let me read that one more time. A prophet teaches what his message is. Anointed teachers, but anointed people with false teaching. Anointed ones, Christ, plural, prophets, plural. And if there is such a thing as a Christ, singular, then these would have to be anointed ones that their prophecy of what they were teaching would be the difference. Because they are anointed ones. They're anointed. And I'm fixing to read you one that I know... You've read it before and you've heard it before. That anointing is the true Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost you got in your soul. They get it on their spirit. Now, someone might say to me, do you believe that that anointing on those people means that it's the anointing of the Holy Spirit? Yes, sir. The genuine Holy Spirit of God upon a person, and yet they're false. That's why it flips some people's lid when, when you quote them that quote where Brother Brown said, you can have the baptism of the Holy Ghost every day of your life and die and go to hell. But you can't have the new birth one day of your life and go to hell. You can be anointed by the true baptism of the Holy Ghost on your spirit realm and your soul be as black as Judas Iscariot. Anoint once at the end time. Let's continue on. Let's get this real quick. But remember, that Pentecostal church in the last days was a Laodicea, and Christ was turned out, the kernel, the wheat itself. When he tried, remember, when he tried to manifest himself in the church. Now, the reason I'm bringing this is the parallel because that's what we're doing now. We're manifesting what's inside of us. And listen, let me tell you something. You may fool somebody for years, but you hang around this message long enough, you're going to pop up like a, what they call them, whack-a-mole things. You're going to pop up like this. You got to. 
You're going to manifest what's inside of you. That's why I said, let it out, either good or bad. Let it out because it's going to show and it's going to embarrass a lot of people. When he tried to manifest himself in the church, he was took out. Brother Dale, Brother Bob, Brother Aaron, Brother Luis, myself. There's places in this message we can't go preach. And they all said, thank you. Oh, wait a minute, same message. Really? There's places won't let us in because of their doctrine. Anointed. It was still a church claimed to be and an anointed church. But here is the word Christ himself. It's what we're trying to get to, the Son of Man. The Son of Man can't be deceived. That's God in human flesh. Jesus was not deceived one day on the face of this earth. He wasn't deceived one second. He knew who Judas was. He knew who Caiaphas was. He knew who the ones that were perverting the word of God. That's why he would he'd look into the heart. We was talking to somebody a few minutes ago. God, God, listen, God sees your heart. Yes. Not your emotion. He fights through all that to get to your heart. And he knows what you want. God knows in my heart, if I die and go to hell, I want you to make it. And I want to try to help you get in the right path. That's the way we all ought to be. I'm not here to help myself. I'm here to help you. I get help seeing you get help. But here's the word of God, Christ himself. That's the anointed word, which shall come for the rest of his body, the bride. So he's not talking about anointed ones now. He's talking about me and you. The anointed of the same water that watered the wheat, as we talked about, also waters the tares. I wish that wasn't true because I have a garden. Most of my weeds look really good and you can't eat them. But they get the same fertilizer and they get the same water that I give my corn and my potatoes and my beans. Adam. Adam sold us out. Jesus, uh, God said thorns and thistles. But we're heading back to where I want a garden of Eden again. Look, only the elected are predestinated. Now, let's go back to what we were talking about way back. We'll be able to detect the difference between them. So you've got to have that kind of godliness to tell what the opposite is. Are you going to be deceived? Well, don't get quiet. You will. But you don't have to. You have a choice. We'll be able to detect the difference between them. Now, Ephesians 5, 1 tells you so. <clears throat> and about how it was. Notice, the anointed ones, only the word will separate them. Not an emotion. They can cry, speak in tongues, and preach like a house on fire on a windy day. But if they ain't got the Holy Ghost in their soul, they're lost. And you know what's happening to people like the Humeses and all these people that are that are turning against the message that's preached for 30, 40 years? They didn't have it to start with. 
Not saying they can't get it. Not saying that they might be deceived. But if they continue on like they are lambasting the church and lambasting the bride of Jesus Christ, they didn't get the new birth when they thought they did. Because word won't fight word, bride won't fight bride. Bride. Sorry about that. Didn't need to name names, but you know what? They name ours, so. Look, only the word will separate them, not the signs. You watch these people that left the message. They're going to have more signs and wonders than we do. Because they're anointed. They're anointed. They're the anointed with the same anointing we're, we're anointed with. The difference is down inside. That typo says, they ain't nothing but the truth, or that's not the truth. Sure, they all prophesied. They all done this, that, and the other. Sure, just the same. Jesus said they'd do the same thing. But the word is what separates them. Notice, not the signs. Signs follow believers. They don't go in front. They follow them. And North at night, 1965, why you say these are good people? What makes them? Because one thing, their tie post is on a church. And in here, you remember last Sunday, a week ago, how many was here and heard the sermon on anointed ones? He refers back to that. See, they are anointed. Their spirits are anointed in this second realm. He didn't say the, the inside. He said the second realm, which is what we're talking about, memory, reason, conscious effects, and imagination. Everybody with me? All right, wake up. Christ mystery God, Christ revealed in his own word. I'm sorry. Today, so confused about the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Still today. And so forth. Satan can impersonate any kind of gift that God's got. But he cannot bring the word, word by word. He's going to come off somewhere. You've got to be able to discern when he does come off. But he cannot bring that word, word by word. That's where he failed in the Garden of Eden. That's where he's always failed. That's where them, the tape on false anointed ones or anointed ones, they can be anointed with the Spirit, speak in tongues, dance, shout, preach the gospel, still be a devil. You think about that. I want you to take that home. I want you to mull around in your head. God, am I deceived? Is this it? Is this the message of the hour? You better find out whether it is or not. Because you know what? The devil has just heard what I said. And he's going to be on all of us. That's okay. That's his job. Psalms 4 verse 2. You know what our job is? Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. You don't have to make up no potion. You don't have to go do this, that, and the other. Say 25 Hail Marys. Resist him. Our worst problem is we don't. Oh, I'm the only one. Sorry. Oh, you sons of men, how long will you turn my glory into shame? Well, look at this. How long will you love vanity and seek after leasing? That word leasing means something totally different than what we think it is, and I'm going to go get into it. But know that the Lord has set apart him that is godly for himself. Separated. God separated us for him. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own hearts upon your bed and be still. Say, Lord, offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust 
in the Lord. Psalms 32, 5. I acknowledge my sin unto thee and mine iniquity. Have I not hid? I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Selah. This is under bulls and goats. For this very, for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come nigh unto him. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Let me read that one more time. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. He's given you a promise. If you'll just take hold of it. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. Let's look at the word godly. Now, that's a, it's a little bit different than godliness because what it's going to do, it's going to bring it a little more intimate. It's going to say, if you live godly. Now, godliness is a word, all right? But godly is something you do, all right? All who live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. So that's kind of brilliant. Now, watch. The word godly in the Greek means theos. Is that right? We have a Greek girl sitting in the back, my sweet little daughter-in-law. She corrects me when I don't say the Greek words right because she's a Greek. Theos. Well, see, that's God. Theos. Whatever can in any respect be likened unto God or resemble him in any way. A stature of a perfect man. That's the image of God. Right? And by these virtues... And by being godly, we should resemble him. No, I resemble my mom and daddy. Yeah, but you don't have to act like them. Preach, brother, I believe it will. Whatever can in any respect be likened unto God or resemble him in any way. God's representative. Look, God's representative. He's not ashamed to call us brethren, the Bible says. He's not ashamed to put you on display. He will put this bride on display whether you like it or not. Somebody will stand and say, I've had enough. Resemble him. Brother Brown said, I want Satan what? In other words, pull yourself so far away from the devil he don't know what to do with you. Now listen, there's a lot of times he knows what to do with us. And that's our problem. But what about a time when you confuse that rascal? You confuse the devil. Okay, how are you going to do it? Refuse him. <laughs> Say 20 Hail Marys and beads. and No, refuse him. So this is what we're doing. We're To be godly, so we're going to read scripture now. To be godly is to resemble God. God's representative or vice <clears throat> regent of magistrates and judges. Second Corinthians 7, 9 says, Now I rejoice. We'll close here in just a second. Shake yourself just for a minute. I know it's hot. I know we've already ate. I know that uh, have trouble staying awake. You wouldn't have trouble staying awake if your favorite football team was on TV. Oh, I'm sorry. Now I rejoice, not that you were made, were made sorry, but you, you sorrowed to repentance. 
For you were made sorry after a godly manner that you might receive damage by us in nothing. Now watch it. Now, Paul, what are you trying to get? Watch. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation not to be repented of. All right? But the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourself, what indignation, yea, what fear, what vehement, <clears throat> vehement desire, what zeal, yeah, what revenge, and all things you have approved yourself to be clear in this matter. You know what he's saying? Let me just give you a real short version. Some of those Corinthians have come to a little bit of perfection. And he's seeing that in them. And he's telling them right here, and all things you have approved yourself to be clear in this matter. Second Timothy 3.11, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me in Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ shall sit on a bed of ease, shall sit with chicken feathers under their rear end. And Oh, I'm sorry, and everything's going to go right. All that will live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 2 Peter 2, 6, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ash, condemning, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after, that after should live ungodly, and delivered just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Not to keep from getting into temptation. But when you get into temptation, he's got a way to get you out of it. That's what he's saying right here. And to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. Psalms 1.1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit. Bringeth forth these virtues in due season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. You say, whoa, now wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. They're already judged. By being ungodly, you're already judged. But they have to go to the white throne judgment, right? So that's not saying that they're not going to be judged. Everybody with me? You know what that means, you, you're Bible readers. Look, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous... 
For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Ungodly means wicked, criminal, guilty one, one guilty of crime. Wicked, hostile to God. Wicked, guilty of sin against God or man. That's not a good group to be around. Romans 5, 5 says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. So listen, he died for you. Because at one time you was in that ungodly group. Oh, no, I always was. No, you were dead. You were a sinner on your way to hell. Brother Branham said he was a sinner on his way to hell. Amen? None good, no, not one. Only one perfect man, that was Jesus Christ. Everybody else is lost and without God. You didn't come to this world with a silver tape player in your mouth. I didn't want to say that, but I did. <clears throat> where you just pop it in and I believe the message. I know I know where that quote is. I know what's going on out of that. No, you were dead. The Bible said you were dead in trespassing sins. Not excluding anyone. Because, see, I like to believe it that way. Therefore, I know that my redemption comes from me being lost, totally lost, dead, on my way to hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, he looked down and saw me that one day he would call and I would answer. I'd forget that former life. Paul said, the life I now live. I live by the faith of the Son of God. He must have lived a different life. Why was he persecuting Christians if he had eternal life in his soul? I don't understand that. When we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Remember, that's what he told the Pharisees. They said, why are you hanging around sinners and prostitutes and people that are sick? He said, well, people don't need a physician. He said, sick people need a physician. That's why I come. Yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commandeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, oh, I never was an enemy of God. When you was born from your mama, you was an enemy from God. Let's just get it. Hey, level the playing field. For if when you were enemies, yet when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more. Much more. Being reconciled. We shall be saved by his life, not mine. Everybody with me? Godliness to be like God. Godly is your acting like him. All that live godly in Christ shall suffer persecution. But all this and folks, everybody wants in this world, everybody wants their one moment of fame. Right? Everybody wants their one moment that the whole world just stops. 
because I'm the best looking guy. I got the biggest muscles. I got the tightest dress. I'm talking about men. <laughs> Ain't that right? <laughs> They're going to have to quit doing gender reveals. They can't do that no more. You got to wait till the kid gets five or six to decide what he is, a boy or a girl, or it is, a boy or a girl. See how stupid this is? See how dumb? See how Satan has just barely just put a little bit in it all down through time. And then all of a sudden, here we are. We've got this genetics, and we've got this, and we know that this person, uh, whatever. But anyway, all that live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. You can have your one moment of fame. Everybody likes to be important. That's what I was telling the brothers and sisters. Brother Brown said the greatest thing, what? Is to have your name called. So that's why I like to call names of people when they come to church here that we don't know. I like to call their names because they're important. And it's not just doing it for show. I'm doing it because God, through Brother Branham said, call their name. That's what they like to hear. Oh, no, you know, you get all these people that are all, oh, no, I don't, liar. Liar. Remember they told Brother Brown, said, oh, no, Brother Brown, you, you know, don't, don't brag on me. He said, he said, no, he said, I like to be bragged on. All right, so let's just get rid of all that junk, and you do like your little moment of somebody acknowledging that you're in the congregation or that you're a pastor or that you're some or got some title, and uh, and I like to do that because God's going to call you. He's called your name already. And if you responded to that name, that's all you need to worry about. If you responded when he called your name, that's the only thing you need to worry about. But the world is looking for their one moment of fame. They'll get it just for about that much. Then they're going to hell. Hmm. But you and I, we've slid down into this earth. We're not going to be somebody that... We're not going to the White House and... and, and well, today we've got uh, message believers and they're going to be taking over the Capitol... Uh, they're going to be sitting with the president. I hope not. And uh, <clears throat> no, we're not going to do that. Sitting right here today, greatest honor you'll ever have. Not in front of me. I'm talking about in in a church with the Holy Ghost anointing people and having a church service. Give me that. Above anything, the Lord knows my heart, above anything that's going on in this world. Yeah, there's favorite places we like to go as human beings. But why wouldn't you rather want to go to church than anywhere else? Anywhere else. Pick me a place that a Christian would rather go than church. I said a Christian. I was talking to Brother Ronnie Long yesterday. You know, I've always said, Brother Claude told me, and I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but I know some of you can't get here on Wednesday night. But it is true. I want you to listen to what I'm saying. You know, I always said that uh, um, everybody comes to church on Sunday morning. Everybody. And afternoon service, it kind of thins out a little bit. Then Wednesday night, it's real thin. 
Brother Ronnie Long, he said, a preacher told him one time, he said, okay, he said, the people that come to your church on Sunday morning and fill the pews up, they like church. The people that fill the pews up on Sunday afternoon love the pastor. The people that come on Wednesday night love the Lord. Well, I throw your tomatoes at me then. I don't care. Wednesday night to me is the overcoming night. And I know, listen, I know, Brother Collie, Brother Dar, you know that. Y'all know that. People that drive from Atlanta, bless your heart. But if you live five minutes from here and don't come to church, you ain't got no excuse. None. Oh, I'm tired on Wednesday night. Am I? Are any of y'all exempt from being tired on Wednesday night? Even y'all that are retired are tired on Wednesday night. Well, standing close now. Okay, let's talk about brotherly kindness for a minute. Yeah, right. Somebody. Who said that? My wife. Oh, okay. Regina, what'd you point at her for? All right, kind of get you awake a little bit. But listen, where'd you rather be? You can put every excuse in the world you want. It's the devil. He's trying to stop you from getting here to get something from God. I'm not, the prophet told us. He didn't say just, well, you know, you come when you want to. He said, when them doors open, he said, there's something in your heart that you can't wait to get in here. Brother Kindness. It's quiet when we start talking about church and tie dresses. <clears throat> and on oh, men. Brother Kindness, let's read this just for a minute, and then we'll, then we'll close. God bless you. I love you. know I love you. I want us to make it. I want us to be a super church, not church building. I want us to be a super church. Brother Bram called us a super church. Us, the bride, a super church with a super sign, with a super God. We don't need a superman. You know what? Superman got killed by kryptonite one time. I got killed by your sins one time. But he came back. And he's been my superman ever since. Brotherly kindness, Second Peter 1 verse 5. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge. Knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. Let me read this real quick. Get ready for musicians to come. We know that word means Philadelphia. The word Philadelphia means brotherly love. Love of the brethren. Look, love of brothers or sisters, brotherly love. In the New Testament, the love which Christians cherish for each other as brethren. Hmm. Also means, there's Philadelphia in the Greek, love as brethren. Loving brother or sister in a broader sense. Loving one like a brother. Loving one's fellow countrymen of an Israelite, of a Christian, loving a Christian. Here's what the prophet said about this. After you've done come from here to here to here to here to here, I believe he's pointing up the statue of perfect man. Now you're coming into the full stature now of a son of God. But you've got to have this plus all this, and you can't even start unless you get 
this. All right, now remember the blackbird with the peacock feathers. Don't forget him, see? Don't try to add it till you're actually born again. Because, see, it won't work. And you can't make it work. It'll come to this or this here. It'll come to this or this here. It'll crumble somewhere. But when you get down here, a genuine born-again dove, he's talking about right down there, faith. Not up there. Down here. This down here is the new birth. This is an anointing. Everybody with me? It's a special anointing. This is the new birth. Then all that is add to. All right? Real quick. But when you get down here a genuine born-again dove, then you don't add nothing. It adds to you, see. Comes on up, all right. Come into perfection now. All right. Then sixthly, sixthly, let's add, the Bible said, add brotherly love or brotherly kindness. Now, that's a good one right here. The sixth, seventh. All right. Adding brotherly kindness. All right. When we get to that, brotherly kindness, put yourself in his place on the matter. Now, you say, my brother sinned against me. Peter said, shall I forgive him? He said, seven times a day? Jesus said, no. Seventy times seven. Which, for those of us that, that, that graduated from Banks County, that's 490. 490. Kind of interesting that it took four, taken 490 years for Israel to be restored. Kind of interesting. Seventy times seven. Brotherly kindness. Now, you see, if a brother is all out of tune, don't be impatient with him. See? No. See? Be kind to him. Go anyway. Somebody said not long ago, said, how can you believe these things the way you do and still go to the assembly of God, oneness, all the rest? Then put, see, brotherly kindness. What was, what was the, his son said, Brother Billy Paul, said the greatest thing he about. Now, everything he saw about his dad. He was with him since he was a kid. He saw healings. He saw eyeballs being made, feet be straightened out, the word of God being preached, and the manifestation of the of the uh, you know the mind, read, not reading the minds, but the thoughts and intents of the heart. He said the greatest thing about my dad was he said he said I never knew who dad's enemies or his friends were. He said he treated them all the same. I ain't there yet. You ain't either. But we're getting there. If he can do it, I can do it. Because I got the same Holy Ghost. It's just what? The desire I have to want it. Remember, it's still a choice. Hoping someday, see, patient with him, see, temperate, enduring with him, knowledge, to understand what he believes. Remember, it's in his heart. That's what is. Virtue in yourself. To let it go out with kindness meekness to him having faith that someday god will bring him in see brotherly kindness the seventh thing one two three four five six seven seven things look then now you're coming let's stand our feet come on musicians now you're coming what you're coming to something we're going to read a bunch about what jesus said about brotherly kindness he said, love your brother and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Okay? As you love yourself. Like I said before, I've got two neighbors that are gay. Love the sinner, hate the sin. 
And you know what? They've asked us more about the message that we believe than our other neighbors have that are supposed to be good Baptists or good Methodists. People are searching for things. And let me report to you something. Being gay don't mean you're going to hell. If you stay that way, yes. If you repent and baptize in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you won't do that no more. The things I used to do, I do them no more. Why? I got something else motivating me. Amen? I used to love the things of the world. I love to go to other places. I love to go to sports places and, and do stuff like that. Loved it. Passionate about it. Didn't miss a game. That's why I don't miss a church service. I'm changed. Let's sing a song. God bless you. Born again, there's really been a change in me. Born again, just like Jesus <coughs> said. Do you have a name? we came from. Amen? Born again, we all came from the same place. Born again, just like Jesus said. Lord, she's got a fervent desire in her heart to see. same faith, that we're going to bind our faith together, just like you said, and reach and grab and say, Sister, be made whole. We pray, Lord, that you would heal us. Be with the Lord Jesus' name, Father. We pray, Lord. We bind that thing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Believe that? Jesus said. Yep. She's suffering, Father. Now I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that you touch her right now, Lord. Touch our brother, Lord. He stood for you all these years, Lord. I pray that you stand for him. That your healing power will touch his knee, Father, and his legs. Lord, even touch his mind and get him back, Lord, to where he's going again, Father. I pray that you just bless now. We praise your name for the healing. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. You get fresh been a change born again because somebody died there had to be the death of a testator so that a new testament could come into force I like that brother George new the bible says you'll be a new creation a new creature there ain't a person in here that don't like to drive a new car not one Smell, no miles. Don't have to worry about it breaking down, Sister Barbara. Everybody likes new. I like new revelation. If my car gets me here, that's okay. But we all like new, so when we say new, that ought to spark something in your heart. I want to be a new creation. I want God to show me something new. Remember, you can't eat off of the off of the manna from yesterday. You got to eat off of the manna from today, and then tomorrow you got to eat off the manna for tomorrow or for that day that you're at, not for back here. That's the same way with me and you. To go up this statue of perfect man, you've got to realize that he's making you new. He's putting a new something. You put whatever you want to, and he's doing a new work that you've never had done in your life. Because a revelation is something new. It wouldn't be a revelation if it wasn't. It'd just be whatever you are. I mean, like today. You had to believe. Sister Barbara was having trouble this morning with her battery and still having a little bit. I hope that's all fixed. No, we're going to pray that it does. But you had faith that your car would get you to church. You had faith that your wife picked out the right color clothes. Men, those of y'all that do that, I don't. I do my own, so I'm good. Right, Brother Aaron? But you had faith to get here today. Because nothing's a surety. But, Sister Anna, you're here. I'm looking at you. You're at church. You have arrived. When you arrived at church, you didn't have to believe I'm going to get here. You're here. Apply that same thing. With the Word of God, when you get a revelation, I'm here. When you get a new revelation, I'm here. You don't have to have faith anymore for coming to church. You're here. Now enjoy what's here. Enjoy what's here now. Take what God's give you now. Don't worry about tomorrow. The Bible, Jesus tells us, don't worry about tomorrow. In other words, let me put it in His terms. I hold tomorrow, you don't. Put your trust in me. I'll help you through. Mondays are rough anyway. Like I said before, brother said the other day, he said, I hope the rapture takes place Monday morning. So the devil gets up excited about making us have a bad day and we gone. I like that. We gone. And you know, your boss is going, man, they ain't work today. Oh, today's Monday. It's a rough day. No, we gone. We're enjoying, we're enjoying the Lord. I don't know about y'all, but hasten today. Hasten today, Lord. Visit us now, Father. Visit us now, Lord. But take us out of this place. Take us out. 
What, Mom? Uh, that somebody sister Johnny knows is that her niece her niece's little boy good grief Darnie. okay well we'll pray for that family we don't know why those things happen but we just have to put them in the hands of the Lord amen let the Lord deal with it deal with the family and uh, what a tragic thing there won't be no guns in heaven I don't mind guns, but take certain times you need to put them up. Have a little wisdom, a little godly wisdom. If you do carry, if you're packing, be careful what you're packing and who grabs hold of it. All right, Life Lesson 274 now. <clears throat> we'll be here a while. But just have, just, just keep those people in prayer. Goodness gracious. That's tragic. But you know what? God's got that little child right now. God got that little child. You know what? That child ain't got to worry about paying one bill. You got to look at it that way. He's not going to have any cancer, no heartaches. He's not going to get gray-headed. He's not going to have to have shots. He's in God's hands now. And he'll be in heaven. Because all babies go to heaven. Amen? See, you look at it that way and you think, man, Dad always said, he said, many people think it was a cruel God. Then in the Old Testament, he would tell Joshua and them, kill them all. Kill the babies, kill the women, kill the men. God commanded them to do that, right? God said, Joshua, you go, you call the Canaanite, kill them all. Kill them all. Well, if you look at it that way, he's a cruel God. But if you look at it another way, he saved all them millions of babies. They'll be in heaven. If they'd grown up to be big Amalekites... God had already cursed the Amalekites, and he would have sent them all to hell. But he let that happen. Like I said before, think of the people that's been good to you, that's been tragically killed or, or, or something happened to them. God's going to give them eternal life because of you, so why let them hang around here? Why make them go through the tribulation? Folks, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's going to be hard. You talk about shooting? This nation, when God leaves this nation with us out of here, they're going to be killing each other right and left. Uh, that thing in, Louis, in Louisville is uh, not even a blip on the radar compared to what's coming. But if you'll make a choice today, you will not have to be there. We might see a little bit of persecution, but God said he would lead us out of that persecution. You love the Lord. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for the... Uh, for the um, um, visitors coming with us and being with us. We appreciate you. We love you with the love of the Lord. Come back, please, and be with us. Um, yes. Pray for you on the way home, on the highways. Just pray for each and every one. Pray for Brother Luis. He'll be speaking for us on Wednesday night. And then the meeting's coming up a little bit later. So we, we sure appreciate the Lord for being with us. Amen. All minds clear? All right, let's bow our heads. Dear Lord, <clears throat> We are so broken in our heart for this for this family because, Lord, if they're not Christians, they're not going to be able to understand at all, much less the little bit 
that we would not understand why this would happen, but we do understand that that child is in your precious arms. He's being rocked by the rock of ages. And you won't have to worry about anything again. He'll be 18 to 20 years old, something he never got to be on earth. But Father, your grace, what a plan. Come on, people. What a plan of redemption. There's an avenue for everyone to come. Babies, illegitimate, whatever more, doesn't matter. The grace of God. Without the grace of God, you and I would be dead, Lord. Thank you so much for your grace. Lord, I ask you to extend it to that family, Lord, with Sister Johnny's niece. Lord, as they have to deal with all the arrangements and and the different things that goes on with the, with all that, Lord, and I'm sure the police are going to investigate, and all that's going to make it just even worse. I pray, Lord, that it'll it'll you'll just smooth it with the with the salve, Lord, that that you're so full of. The balm of Gilead would soothe over any pain, Lord, and heartache. Father, be with us as we take our week coming up, Lord. Already the first day of the week, and we come to work day Monday. I pray that everyone here. Lord, that works, will have a wonderful day. And everything will be just supernatural. Be with Brother Luis on Wednesday night that you'll be with him, Lord, in the service. Willie Smiley as he comes, Lord, and travels to us this weekend and speaks for us on Sunday. Give us the words of eternal life to our brother, Lord. We pray that you'd be with the ones that are among us that are our visitors, Lord, that they're not visitors anymore. They're just a part of us, a body of Christ. And that we welcome them with open arms any time they want to come, Father. We pray that you would be with each one now that are sick, the ones that are needy like Sister Frida, different ones, Lord. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. And and the ones, Lord, has been prayed for here. Uh, Father, just add a special blessing to that. Father, the prophet in the end time, he said, don't ask God for little things. He said, ask God for big things. So we're asking restoration and and full power into the bride, Lord, that we can speak. And cancer will leave a body. And it'll be made whole. That that someone will be raised up. Lord, and, and, and then we will all one day. We're going to stand. And we're going to welcome the bride into this dimension. And Lord, if we do have to go by the graves, so what? Somebody's going to bring us out. Because you said that that resurrection power is laid inside of a bride. And we cherish that power. Lord, we don't want to be have a big head. We want to be made humble. Lord, that you would pick a group of people. That you would see that we would want it, Lord. And then you would give it to us and make it available. Father, that we not pass it by. That we not use it wrong. That we will have power with character fit to rule because you told us we'd be kings and priests on this earth father forgive us of our sins and bless us lord as we go away from each other as we come back together on wednesday night amen love you with the love of the lord you're dismissed my sins are gone.